0: Surprise your loved ones this Christmas with a Goat Gun, the ultimate gift that won't disappoint. Shop at GoatGuns.com.
1: Monetizing
0: digital services since 2004. Boosting the entertainment industry by making digital content accessible for everyone. AWG, where innovation meets monetization.
1: Welcome to the HCI family of podcasts, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development share our own original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. Join us for practitioner-oriented content around all things leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with the HCI family of podcasts. Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I talk with Xander Sprague about how to be epic at work, even when you're working remotely. Xander Sprague, welcome to the conversation today.
0: Thank you, John. I'm so excited to be here.
1: It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from the Bay Area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about how to be EPIC at work, even when you're working remotely. Now, EPIC, E-P-I-C, you're going to explain to us what that means, but this is in relation to the work that you do and your book. And I'm really excited to explore this with you. As we get started, I wanted to share Xander's bio with everybody. Xander Sprague is an internationally acclaimed public speaker, author, and licensed professional clinical counselor. His mission is to help millions of people make the epic choices that create an epic life. Drawing on his decades of work and experience with companies of all sizes, he guides teams to achieve epic results i love that thank you so much for joining me anything you would like to highlight by way of your own personal background or context before we dive on it
0: no no i mean i think you covered some of i mean the the big things and you know let's okay. figure this all out let's help people be epic
1: yeah well let's start there what what is epic uh if you can uh piece that up pull that apart for us and explain what you sure. mean by epic
0: sure well you know first of all i mean I think there's so many things in our life that we want to do, epic things. And yeah. look, it could be it could be professionally, could be personally, could be things like running a marathon or writing a best-selling book. Or perhaps it's some kind of unexpected epic that happens to you and how am I going to get through this? For me, what epic really stands for, those three letters is Every pilgrimage includes commitment. And I think that's so important, especially in the workplace, because they're the things that we want to achieve. But sometimes we're not quite sure how we're going to do that.
1: For sure. Knowing how to get there is really challenging. I'll also say, you know, I think a lot of people struggle to even really tap into you know, those epic kind of goals for themselves. You know, a a lot of us kind of walk through life trying to do what society tells us or what we think, you know, society is telling us we should do or friends or family or whatever. So we have all these outside pressures pushing on us to do what we think is important. And I think it takes you know, a bit of a unique individual to, to be willing to take the time to step back, do this, the critical self-reflection and and come to a place where they can see, you know, what are those epic things for them? What are those um, those priorities and those goals and the, the, the values, the mission, the vision that you have in your own personal life that may apply to work, but also to other areas? Uh, I think that can be challenging. But even once we get to the point where we can have that vision, right? And we do set these goals, and we want to do these things. Moving from vision to implementation can be very, very hard, uh, and it's an even more breed of individual that can really, you know, take life by the horns and and uh, do that. Uh, so Absol- I appreciate yeah. you framing it that way.
0: Right, absolutely, Joe. But but here's the thing: um, coming from both personal and psychological standpoint, I think um the way that we get to where that that epic the way we get there is we create structure cuz structure is mm. so important and i say that uh a lot of the time when i'm working with clients or i'm speaking and i see people go oh no no no, no. i don't want any structure but here's the thing we all feel comfortable with structure structure literally is just a human reaction of, I I know what to expect. So let me give an example. Let's say you need to drive to the grocery store. Are you particularly stressed as you're driving to the grocery store? No, you're not. Why? Because you know how to get there. You know, you got to go down and take a left here and go straight and take a right and stuff. But I think Especially in our, in our work life, you, you mentioned, you know, oh, this is what society expects, expects me to do. Um, we don't have structure, and it is really hard to get to our destination if we don't create that structure. So imagine going back, let's go back to the grocery store. Imagine you went out and just started randomly going left, right, and straight. You might make it to the grocery store, but you might not. And you'd probably be pretty stressed trying to get there,
1: (laughs) right? I've been there. I've been, you know, traveling internationally. This is pre like GPS, you know, so I'm just like literally wandering around, hoping I run into a place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it is stressful. (laughs) When you're driving in a new place, you're kind of stressed. Like, am I going to miss it? Um, yeah. I, I too have traveled. Uh, I found I, I grew up on the East Coast where street signs are incredibly small versus California where they're wonderfully myopically large and you can see them. So I grew up in Massachusetts and I remember trying to find, you know, someplace I was going. And the street signs are really small and you can only see them when you're literally right on top of them, never mind when it's winter and it's dark and possibly snowing. So, yeah, that stress is there and I worked in the corporate world for 20 years, I certainly get like, how do I get to where I I need to be? And I will totally admit that I had years where I didn't have that structure. But once I created the structure and said, here are the steps that I think I need to take. Here's the other thing. On any of our epic journeys, we can sort of put a roadmap out, but there are detours that come along. Yeah, Some of them are bigger than others. We all just experienced one, which was the pandemic. That completely changed the way we worked and we interacted with the people that we work with. And I think that that's had a huge effect on, on how, um just psychologically on people. I, I think yeah. we're inherently... Uh, we like other people, we like to be around other people. There's a a lot of that non verbal psychological stuff that lets you know, uh, I can, I like John, he's, I I like, I, I like to have a conversation, I can, I can throw ideas off of John. Um, virtually, that's a little harder to build,
1: yeah. Certainly. And y- you point out just the human nature component. We are social animals, right? We also really thrive in a in a structured kind of societal setup, right? And so you go back thousands of years and, you know, evolutionary psychology and such, and you think about like, how did we evolve and how did we get to where we are? You know, we, we evolved around tribes and we evolved around knowing each other and and being able to know who to trust. And, and we had all these mechanisms in place to help us figure out how to do that. And as time has marched on, of course, the world has just become more and more messy and complex. And we interact all day, every day with people we have never met before, never know. And there's all these extra cues to try to help us understand, like, who can we uh, trust who can we work with, etc. all that just adds to the level of complexity and it makes it harder. It makes, it means we have to be even more deliberate in setting up these structures to help us to be successful. You mentioned a few minutes ago about like running a marathon, for example. Now I'm not a runner. I used to be a biker. I used to bike all the time and do big long bike trips. And, you know, I, I would prepare for these 200 mile bike trips sure. and you, you don't go from zero to 200, right? Uh, no. like that you don't you don't like go from not running to running a marathon overnight like obviously there's all these steps along the way in your training in your preparations you have milestones, you have markers signposts to help you along the way all of that applies in those settings. Of course why you know let's apply those kind of same principles to our careers to our you know various goals that we might have in our personal lives, our family lives, etc
0: Sure, absolutely. Look, I, I I I ride road bikes a lot more than I run these days, so I totally get training for a century or a double century. Uh, but just just to quickly go back to the marathon thing, I had no idea. Look, this is not the you know the body of a runner. Uh, I've been fortunate uh, that when I started, when I said I really you know one of my bucket lists, I want to run a marathon, but I have no idea how. Look, I couldn't even run a mile without stopping. But I joined Team in Training, which is the fundraising side of Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And they did this fabulous thing. And I rediscovered structure. They handed me a training schedule. And all I had to do, John, is look and it says, go run 45 minutes or go run, you know, 10 miles. Now, I'm not saying that 10 miles was easy because it wasn't. However, it took all the stress out because. I just had all the structure that told me what I needed to do on a given day for a bike, you know, for training for a, you know, a century or something. All right. I I need to go do a 40 mile bike ride. And in between, I need to do a couple of 10 mile rides or 15 mile rides or whatever. It's not that difficult because you go, Hey, all I need to do on this Saturday is go do this bike ride or go do this run. Then you're done for the day. Imagine in your career, if you're like, uh, I, I want to advance, so I need to get a little more education. All I need to do is take this course and I need to do this work in this course today. And when I'm done with that for today, I'm done. I don't have to keep worrying about it. I think going back to the human psych, you know, the psychology and stuff, I think a lot of people feel lost and it it's not a good feeling right but if you know what you need to do most of us can honestly i think everyone can execute if you know what you need to do but if you don't know what you need to do like you driving around you know <laughs> in front of a free gps trying to find where you're going it's stressful
1: yeah and that stress then I mean, we have fire fight or flight responses when we start to have those stress responses. Right. And that makes it even harder to take that step forward in the, in the direction that you need to go to, you know, to get to where you're going to go. And it becomes very, very easy to, to jettison these priorities and goals that you put a lot of time and energy thinking about and, and uh, you know, maybe doing other things to prepare for when that's, if you don't have that structure or the structure starts to break down and that stress arises. Right, We have to be very disciplined to get back to the structure. Otherwise, you know, it could be very easy for us to just step away. And so when you think about, you know, New Year's resolutions, for example, and, you know, they say most people, you know, by the end of January, you've kind of forgotten about your goals and you're not really doing them anymore. Well, why? I mean, sometimes you overreach and you're going for goals that just aren't even remotely achievable and you get Frustrated and discouraged, but a lot of times it's just the structure. It's just like the lack of your ability to just do the simple, basic things every day um, that will get you further along that path. And again, life just is messy, so it gets in the way. Like things happen that were unforeseeable, so even the best laid plans will get disrupted, and you just have to build that into your planning. You have to know that things aren't going to work out perfectly. And you know, I, I I'm always thinking about you know like. You know, here, here's my schedule for the coming week. Here are all the things that have to happen, all the things that need to get done. Here are, you know, the, the ways I'm going to try to get these things done. Now I need to also think about how half of my time is probably going to get completely disrupted. And I'm going to have to focus on things I haven't even thought about yet because they haven't happened yet, you know? And so you start to build that into how you're going to approach the messiness of your week. And then you're better prepared to deal with the curveballs as they come at you.
0: Absolutely. The the other thing is we look, I, I know as, as a single entrepreneur, there's eight bazillion things that I need to do in any given day and I can't do them all at once. But when I create the structure and more importantly, when I sit there and say, here's what I need to do, how long do I think it will take me? And I create that kind of that whole schedule more importantly, talking about psychology, right? Um, do the thing or things that you dislike most and work your way towards the things that you enjoy most because when you have the most energy you can go do though you can go do those tasks and set that you know again if you set out your time you're right stuff comes up during the day that you don't know but if you at least know hey this is going to take me 45 minutes or i need an hour to do this or i need a half hour to do the podcast with john no problem. Um, by the way, really enjoyable. I like this part of my job. <laughs> uh, but but I, I just I, I just found that my experience personally and just in helping other business people is uh, we tend to avoid the things that we don't like that are hard, that are painful. So if we get them out of the way at the beginning of the day, then the rest of the day is not nearly as hard versus, oh man, I I really need to do my accounting or something like that. Oh, All right, hold on. I'll, and then you get to the end of the day. You feel all stressed because you didn't get it done, but you knew you needed to get it done. Get it out of the way. Go work your way towards the stuff that's really enjoyable because then work gets a lot, of, a lot more fun.
1: I was watching a show with my wife the other day and I can't, I don't remember the exact quote, but the, the person was basically kind of a mess, you know, and they weren't getting stuff done. They weren't, you know, they, they, they weren't happy with where they were at in their life. And at some point they said something to the effect of, um, I, I, I don't get anything done because I never actually do anything, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like that, that, that's a very simple kind of obvious statement, but, what you just said is 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 exactly, you know, hitting the nail on the head. You just got to start. You just got to do something because especially those things you don't like or those things you're nervous about, we we're really good at coming up with all sorts of excuses to procrastinate, to put things off. And then, you know, we 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 don't always realize the mental bandwidth that things t- take, you know, and and the toll that things take on us even when we're not doing them. So I have these things that need to get done, I don't like doing them. I they're frustrating or maybe they're, they scare me a little bit. And so I, I avoid them and I do other things that I enjoy. Guess what? Just because you're doing other things, you enjoy those things that you don't like that need to get done. They're still weighing on you. And even if you're not like consciously aware of them in the moment, they're still part of your weight and your load and they take up mental bandwidth and it it reduces your ability to do the other stuff. And so just, just bite the bullet and, and move forward and, and get it out of the way. Once you start to do that, all of a sudden you realize, I mean, in my experience, I certainly have those things just like anyone else. In my experience, if I can just like do it, step forward into that darkness of whatever it is that I need to do that I don't want to do, usually it's not nearly as bad as I expected. Usually I can get it done, you know, relatively quickly, you know, it's usually not. It take, doesn't take as long, isn't as messy, isn't as complicated as I thought it might be. It's not as horrible as I thought it might be. And then guess what? Like you said, now now I've just focused on it kind of when my brain is at its peak, you know, because I, I'm i not tired from the day. And now I just get it done. And now I'm ready to move on to the other stuff and reinvigorate myself, re-energize myself from the things that I really enjoy. You know, sometimes people ask me, you know, I, and this isn't a humble brag or anything, but I'm just, I, I tend to be a productive person and people right. ask me, how do you do so many things? I'm like, I don't procrastinate. I i tackle the things head on that need to be done and I just move forward. And that sounds trite, perhaps. I don't know. It's worked for me. Like I, I, I'm just you able know, to move absolutely. Forward. look, I, I mean, just,
0: ju- just like my book, Epic begins with one step forward, right? That's, that's exactly it. You take that first step. You find out that this thing that in your mind was big, hard, um, scary, daunting, whatever. That first step is not nearly as hard as you think. Going back to the marathon analogy, um, there's a, a famous quote that says, every marathon begins with one step forward. And that's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, I've been on both having run four full marathons and 10 halves and a 50K ultra. I, I, I've taken those steps, but I've also done other things. I went back to graduate school to get my master's at 45. I had to get 3,000 hours of internship before I could take the licensing exam. I was on a really long journey to become licensed. Obviously, there are a lot of steps there. Some were easier, some were harder, but I understood where I wanted to get to. And in the business world, especially in the corporate world, it can be hard to say, how do I navigate this? Well, there are a couple things. First of all, um, something that you said about uh, the the weight of not doing something. Uh, there's um, Gestalt uh, was a psychologist, and he had this closure theory, and he showed people these 10 pictures of circles. And he said, how many are, um, full circles? Well, it turned out that there's only out of the 10, there's only two that are full circles or something like that. And there are a lot that are just barely, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and people in our mind, we want to close that circle. Right. And that weight of having the open, I have to do this task. That circle is open, but once you close the circle, you don't worry about it anymore because it's it's kind of like hitting traffic. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late. I'm in traffic. But once you get past that construction, that accident, whatever, are you thinking, still thinking about what held you up? Probably not. It's in your rear view mirror. And I think that's so true in our, our professional careers that if we think about what we need to do, um, it, be it just your job or be it you know, that you want to advance yourself. Um, also, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. I think all too often, I, I look, I have spent hours spinning my wheels trying to solve something. And then it dawns on my thick skull that I need to ask, let me ask my community for help. Someone goes, oh, yeah, I did that. And I get the answer in like five minutes. And I think, yeah. I just spent two hours trying to solve this and I could have solved it by asking for help.
1: Absolutely. Very good. And so you've pointed out some some of the really important components here to this epic mindset. Now I'm assuming, maybe this isn't the case, but I'm assuming epic stands for something. Uh, is it an acronym?
0: Yeah. I, 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 every pilgrimage includes commitment. Mm. And, and I think depending on... And I chose, I, I literally, I chose pilgrimage for a reason. If you think of if I'll, I'll use myself, I certainly was on a pilgrimage to get licensed and it was a yeah. long thing. And there was a lot of commitment there uh, for you, John. Um, when you were training to do these 200 mile bike rides, right. That's a pilgrimage. Right. And and I know that might have some religious connotations, but that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about that journey that that has inherent uh, unknown, mm-hmm. some stress, some struggle. But if you long
1: arduous, it, yeah, yeah, long
0: arduous, whatever. It you can you can make it. I've done amazing things. I'm the author of three books. Two of them are Amazon bestsellers and won awards. I hate writing. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm really transparent. If you told me in college, I was going to be the author of three books, John, I would have told you that you were, you know, on drugs or drinking or delusional or something. I'm like, there's no way. But I had always thought about writing a book, but I had no idea. I had all kinds of feedback in school. I wasn't a good writer. I'm a talker, not a typer. So I utilized that, that to be able to at least get some words down on paper. I dictated my books, my last, but my Epic book I did with, with uh, a friend of mine and we just did interviews. And then I took that and because it was so much easier to talk to someone Mm -hmm. and took those ideas and created the book. So like, I think inherently we all know what we're good at or how we'd like to do something. Well, why not try and do that as much as possible? Because you'll probably be a lot more successful and a lot happier getting it done. I wrote a book by talking. Oh my gosh. But I did it three times. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, and whatever that thing is for us, right? Um, career aspirations and goals, family, community aspirations, goals, personal, physical fitness, whatever, like what, whatever the thing is. For yeah. us. Um, I think it's just really important to, to recognize that we have all this stuff going on in our heads that often is telling us you can't do that. You're no good. You, you know, all these limiting beliefs and it can be super scary to address those limiting beliefs and, and to, you know, attack, ta- try to tackle them head on. Um, but once you start to take that first step forward, you start to take that step into the darkness. You start to realize, Oh, this really isn't as bad as I thought, or as hard as I thought. And there are so many other people that have also done the same thing. You can look to them, for examples, you can reach out for help, mentorship, coaching, uh, people my in my experience, most people are pretty happy to share, you know their experiences and wisdom with you, and help you learn some of the tricky things. You know the the pitfalls that they faced, so you don't have to face the same things. Like there's lots of things that we can do if we're just proactive about it. And I really like this this pilgrimage kind of imagery that you're conveying through your book title, um, because any anything that's worth doing usually is hard. It's usually long, arduous. There's lots of setbacks. Anything that you're going to be super happy and satisfied with in your life is probably going to be really hard and how how sad if we if we forego the opportunity to develop that kind of self efficacy and confidence and and uh, the ability to you know not only feel good about ourselves but impact the world in a positive way how sad is that if we if we forego that simply because we're nervous scared worried uh, all the things that are completely valid emotions we all feel them but we don't have to get stuck in them, right? We don't have to no, ruminate in them. No, absolutely
0: not. And look, here's, I, I want to share two words that I think are, are essential in this pilgrimage. Not yet. Mm. Not yet is yeah. so, for me, so powerful. It has so much optimism. So, um, for example, uh, as I was going through my graduate career, have you? are you licensed? Not yet. I just said, no, then it makes it sound like it's never going to happen. It was a long, not yet, because I, there were steps I had to take in order to get there. Not yet said I'm working on it, but it didn't ha- it's not happening instant. Um, in our professional careers, um, if you're going for some kind of a certification or something, it may take you time yeah. to get that certification. Uh, it may take you time in a company to get the promotion that you're looking for. Just because you haven't gotten it doesn't mean you're never going to get it. It just means not yet. Have they come out with a promotion list? Not yet. Not no, because then it makes it sound like it will never happen. I think all of us need to have not yet be our passenger on our epic journey. Because I think if you just say not yet, It leaves it open. And look, I have so many not yets in my life. Some of them may never occur. That doesn't matter. I still keep open that optimism that it's possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well said, Xander. This has just been a really fun conversation. I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, where they can find your book, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So, you can get a hold of me at xandersprag.com. I'll just spell it out. That's z a n d e r s p r a g w.com. Uh if you Google Xander Sprague, you'll find me. If you go to Amazon, put in Xander Sprague, you'll find my books. Uh, I'm, you know, I I do uh, corporate uh, workshops for leadership, for teams. Uh, I do coaching. And I'm always happy to, for people to reach out. And if you just want to talk and you have a question, please reach out and get me you know, get a hold of me. Now, look, the last thing I want to say and leave you with is that we can make epic choices to have the epic life that we dream of. All you need to do is take one step forward on your journey.
1: Well said Xander. It's been a pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Xander can do for you. Check out the book. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. That you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Monetizing digital services since 2004 boosting the entertainment industry
0: by making digital content accessible for everyone awg where innovation meets monetization